Hello. Hey. <laughs> Episode five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to restart this part. <laughs> it was weird. It had me, it's like I had to type my name in to join your thing. It's oh. weird. I don't know what was going on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, all right. Well, we're we're back for seat for episode five. Hello, everyone. What what a crazy fun episode this was. It was a lot slower than I thought it was going to be, but I liked it a lot. Is this the second to last one? Yeah, we have one more left. Oh, jeez. <laughs> then there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions because they're not going to be able to get everything in in an hour next time but, well I mean but we thought that with WandaVision right and WandaVision was pretty good like at wrapping up a lot I thought well yeah but well spoiler alert but horrible horrible Captain America whatever is <laughs> he can't make his new his new costume in in, in enough time you yeah, don't think oh very uh adorable <laughs> this is this is the this is marvel studios and the mcu taking the whip up in suits magically in an instant we don't pay attention to things we don't pay attention to things like reality like that <laughs> okay he he will have at least his like hand me down DIY shield <laughs> in the finale. Did he make it out of foil? Oh god, I know. It looks like he made it out of like a garbage tin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for those for those listening, we're referencing the after credit scene of this episode. Which, if you haven't seen it, go take a look. We kind of just summed up all that it was, but uh, it was. <laughs> it's really funny if you've been on social media i i'm sure you've seen people making fun of it <laughs> but, oh, I have not been, so no that's i figured i figured um that's one of the nice things like we can watch this the day after it airs and you still will probably have not seen anything for it so very accurate yeah <laughs> um but this episode was fun for me to watch with you um because you not so much fun for my dog to watch it with me though (laughs) no the first 10 minutes were very stressful for (laughs) for jenny this episode (laughs) and my dog does not do well when i stress out (laughs) no you were very vocal you were like no there were a couple i really don't like him (laughs) you're not supposed to like him so he's doing a good job like a lot of people like he's like he's the actor Wyatt Russell has like yeah I've had a lot of people who have reached out and been like yeah like it's like you should be so proud that it's such a good thing that they hate you so much and he's like I'm so honored that these fans hate me as much as they do he's like I'm doing a good job I guess yeah I really don't like him no um but that fight was pretty that that fight was pretty good like that was really fun it was a good fight like one of their best choreographed fights i think of this show yeah so far um because it made you stressed and there were like a few one of the parts i like as a fan who's watched all of 
this content multiple times is there's a lot of aspects of that fight that harken back to like other movies. So like when John Walker raises a shield above his head, it's kind of like when uh, Steve raises, puts the shield down onto Captain America's chest or not Captain America onto Iron Man's chest. Um, and he like breaks his armor when they have that fight in civil war. So that kind of was, there's a similarity there, but it's like funny to see like how the nuance changes the tone of that. Like Captain America is not going in for a kill. He's trying to disarm. Whereas John Walker's like, I will literally behead you because you're trying to take the shield from me. Right. You meant the other Captain America. Yeah. I meant Steve Rogers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve Rogers cap. He, uh, um, when he does that, it's much different than when, uh, um, when John Walker does this to, or tries to bring the shield down onto Bucky or to Sam. John Walker's just mm. refraining <laughs> from using words I want to use. You can use words you want to use. We're not like precluded from <laughs> from using those words, but she there were a lot of expletives used during the episode, I can assure you, <laughs> listeners. Men she... like him. No. He is all about himself and his ego. Yeah, he, yes, he I is. mean, because if he wasn't, and if it were Steve, Steve would have gone to the family and been like, I don't know what happened. And been honest and been like, no, I killed him. I killed him. But not John Walker. I didn't do it. And I won't rest until the guy that does. Well, I guess you got to kill yourself then, John Walker. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> You've heard it here. Jenny's calling for... <laughs> okay. uh, I don't no. like him. No. I really don't like him. Well, and it's funny because you were like talking... Like There was a couple times you pointed out, you're like, but he didn't kill the right person. Like he, The guy he killed didn't kill Battlestar. And right. uh, you were like, why is he saying that? And I had said, I was like, I think he's doing it to justify why like in his head like the killing of that man um he's just like no that was the guy like i was in the right um and i think i think it's interesting how the show's taking that approach um because yeah like he's he's a piece of shit who uh um sorry did you hear Uh, yes (laughs) um Sorry. My... Nick's making an appearance. <laughs> yeah. Nick uh Nick's talking to his family in the background, so <laughs> um but uh yeah, it was sorry, where was I? I I got so distracted. You were talking about how um I referenced how John Walker was saying that oh. he didn't like he was justifying the kill. Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting like approach because like so moving a little forward in the timeline. So like this scene happens, you know, everyone's like all depressed, and then we kind of go back to his trial, um, right? And he's talking to like yeah. the tribunal, and he's like, "You made me this way. I am the way. Like the way I handled it is because that's how you taught me." And right. I think that's an interesting stance to take like politically because there's a lot I think Mm -hmm. I think 
to present day like real life yes also. yes yeah. yes because <laughs> they're trying to hit on that yeah because like in there's been a lot of conversations at least with present day military um and how like a lot of military personnel have a lot of PTSD, but they're not well taken care of when they come back from tours or when they reintegrate into society, there's not like a lot of support for them. And like, they have to do a lot of very. So sorry. I have no idea what that was. Was that your dog? No, that was some random man being obnoxious (laughs) in my apartment complex. So I apologize um, for that fun interruption. But uh, not the um, noisy neighbors. Yeah, this is there's a lot of commotion going on today. This episode has <laughs> riled a lot of people up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, going back to the topic at hand, I think that was just a really interesting stance to take. Because yeah, I I personally am of the opinion that we could be doing more to help our troops who have already done and sacrificed so much, including their own mental health to support them when they come back to the States. But that's not something I would have necessarily expected them to touch on, but kudos to Marvel for kind of like being like, hey. you think that's what they meant to? I mean, it, it did whether they meant to or not, but yeah, I think, I think they meant to, uh, there's been a couple featurettes. Um, and one of the writers, uh, who is a black man has talked a lot about the um, writing of Sam's character, this show or in the show and how like, they're like, well, we didn't feel it would honor Sam's true decision-making as a black man with the black experience to just immediately take up the shield um, and become Captain America. They were like, there'd probably be a lot more thought that goes into that careful consideration considering what that would mean and what that would look like and that's why they've written the show in such a way so they've been really conscious in their conversations about race and what that means and i think knowing how careful they've been in thinking of that i think that's fed a lot into how they've considered uh other politics like the military and stuff because they do Marvel said that they want to be more diverse and inclusive and have those hard conversations. So, you know, kudos to them. They're swinging for the fences. I didn't realize they jump in all on every single topic in one show, but that seems to be what's happening. Yeah, this is definitely their most charged, I think, show. But maybe, I'm not sure when they filmed this or when they started filming this. I mean, it could have been you know i mean a lot of supercharged things have happened in 2020 it 2020 absolutely was an awakening to the world at least more so and that's only because i live here so i can't speak to what's been going on in every other country because i don't get their news but we definitely have had a lot of stuff happen in america Mm -hmm. in 2020 that has spurred a lot of and this is my most unfavorite phrase of 2020 but i don't know what another i wish we could come up with another phrase because i don't know why it irks me so much but starting conversations like let's start a conversation i feel like it's the most overused phrase right now but i wish there could be another phrase but i get it i understand what it means i understand the importance of it but i just you know me like can we use i have another phrase for that um but I would say 2020 has spurred a lot of conversations. 
Yeah, I agree. And I know that they started production on this in 2019. Um, oh. Because originally... Well, uh, well, and I bring that up only because... And I'll get, I'll get to kind of why. But um, this was originally supposed to be the first show that was supposed to come out. Um, really? Yeah, originally. Didn't know that either. Yeah. And, so, and it was supposed to come out after Black Widow. It was originally <laughs> supposed to come out in... 2019 or 20 early 2020 this was going to be the first show but i think the reason i bring that up is because i think these are conversations that they wanted to have already and these were already things that were happening but i think because of protests and everything that happened in 2020 it also makes it sensitive not sensitive but it like it provides a bigger spotlight and a bigger bigger focus and i think that's why we like it's more prevalent now because i think it was a story that they were always going to tell (laughs) and i think now that they're like oh okay like now i think it's prevalent huh (laughs) you should be careful (laughs) isn't it what prevalent that's what i said isn't it you said prevalent yeah think it's prevalent oh oh <laughs> i see sorry i was confused as to what you were <laughs> which normally owen has used big words for anybody listening owen has big owen didn't talk owen was a little slow to actually start speaking and so at about two i was very concerned and it kind of pseudo had his aunt kind of because she does um testing for on autistic um children and stuff and so she what she has a master's degree in it so i kind of had her pseudo do a little bit of testing on owen because i was getting concerned that maybe there was some that something was wrong because he didn't speak he he would not even like he spoke in owen language but it was hard to understand him and then all of a sudden one day one morning owen gets up and he looks at me and he's standing at the refrigerator and he says, mommy, can I please have some chocolate milk? No joke, complete sentence. And I just stared at him. And in that moment, Owen could have had whatever he wanted because I was shocked. And my sister-in-law said, I actually think Owen's really intelligent and Owen is not going to have a problem speaking at all. And she said, I wouldn't be concerned yet. And sure enough, not long after that, Owen spoke in a complete sentence and I was completely shocked. So he's been speaking in big words since he was like five. And everybody has said that. Words that I don't even know how he came understood them. So that's why for me to correct Owen, it's very rare. Usually Owen's the one correcting me. Yeah, no, sorry. I thought you were saying something else. So that's why I was like, what are you talking about? I <laughs> no, 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 I was just correcting you on the pronunciation of a word. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this uh, was not a political stance I was trying no. to make or anything. <laughs> no, that's why I was like, be careful. Because I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, it is, pre- it is the whatever the word actually is. I was like, it is. I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny that was a really really big side track or whatever we call that because of course my anyway let's move forward (laughs) (laughs) anyway i think it was really cool that they were gone that messaging and so it was it was very interesting um that they decided to like have that conversation but uh um 
shortly thereafter, there's a really cool moment where um, the one and only Julia Louise Dreyfus shows up. Yeah, I'm still very confused on what her role is. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had to do a little bit of research on her too because I was like, oh, because like the she goes into her super long name, which I was like, well, obviously she's important. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I had to f- confirm who I thought she was and what her deal is. So there's a couple ways they can go with her. Um, fun fact, originally her character was supposed to first show up in the Black Widow movie. Um, that was going to be her first appearance to us. But now this is her first appearance that we're seeing her in the MCU. So um, keep your eyes peeled for her in Black Widow. But uh, in the comics, uh, Contessa, followed by her other three names, <laughs> was a member of S.H.I.E.L.D., who worked under Nick Fury, but she also uh, has been called Madam Hydra. So, like, she worked for Hydra, which is the villainous organization that uh, the original Captain America always fought against um, in the first film and then in the second film and so on. Um, so, she could be one of the leaders, we'll find out, of Hydra, which would be interesting. Um, that like it comes out that she's a new villain but okay hold on hold please uh-huh. hydra hi friends and family <laughs> <laughs> welcome back sorry we had to take a little bit of a break um Life doesn't stop just because you're recording a podcast. <laughs> no, and today's been a day. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm home now, and I'm ready. <laughs> home now, in the PJs, not going to leave for the night. <laughs> not in the PJs yet, but not far from them. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, picking up where we left off, uh, a few hours ago for us, a few minutes, a few seconds ago for our listeners, um, we were talking about Julia Louise Dreyfus in the episode. Yes. And you had asked, what is Hydra? Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you still want me to explain? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so maybe a good way to explain this is, do you remember the first Captain America when he's in World War II? Yes. I mean, and he's yes. fighting the guy with the red skull. Vaguely, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he run. He ran a sect of the Nazis called Hydra, and they they're basically Nazis first and foremost, and their goal is to accomplish their vision of what a society should look like. Um. And so they're like an evil intelligence organization that's the opposite of what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. And so they're an organization that's been around since World War II. Captain America, they're like a main antagonist of Captain America. In Captain America, the Winter Soldier, it was found out that Hydra had been in S.H.I.E.L.D. all along. And so they had been like, there was like a big dismantling of S.H.I.E.L.D. to try and rebuild it. Blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, so that's kind of who they are. And so Julie Louise Dreyfus, this character in the comics, is Madame Hydra. And she basically is like 
the new leader of Hydra um, after so long and all this comics, you know, whatever happens. She kind of comes in and she leads it from the shadows. Um, in the comics, she was originally a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent undercover for Hydra. Okay. And so it could be, there's a couple ways they could go with this. One of them being that, A, she's Madam Hydra and she's going to create um, a lot of problems for us. Or she could be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and they're making like a Thunderbolts team, which has been teased that that's something that's coming. Um, and the Thunderbolts are basically the Suicide Squad of Marvel. So it's a bunch okay. of villains um, or anti-heroes that uh, have been formed by the government to do whatever the government wants. Um, and the government controls them because they're criminals. And um, Holy moly. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, you should watch the Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, but uh, it's to my list. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a DC project though, so not as not as high priority uh, for you probably. But uh, um, yeah, you're not supposed to really like them or be behind them, the Thunderbolts. But they're kind of like the people you love to hate. Watch, so like U.S. Agent would be a good character for the thunderbolts because he is an anti-hero who believes in absolute justice meaning like nick. <laughs> yeah nick just came home <laughs> from a walk um but he believes in absolute justice so meaning okay. that like the only way to truly achieve justice is to kill criminals kind of um so he would be a good person for the team because then he they would kind of fit his ends and um he theirs so that's kind of what she can spell for the future so she kind of there's a lot loaded into her arrival but it's just kind of cool that julia louise drivers of all people showed up in a marvel project yeah well that could say a couple of things yeah she's not doing normal work (laughs) (laughs) although she well that's not fair because she's a very good actress and she's played in a lot of different lot of different genres so she's one of those actresses that can cross over into almost anything mm-hmm. um so she's not a bad choice no at all um did you ever watch veep i didn't watch veep but most recently i watched that movie with will ferrell um where oh. her, she's married <laughs> to will ferrell yeah and i thought it was supposed to be this you know it would have some comedy relief in there i knew it was a little bit more on the um serious side because i'd seen him do an interview about it yeah um and it's i've seen her play as i said lots of different characters but he's typically you know casted as the funny guy and um it he it wasn't at all it was pretty serious um their vacationing in you're in austria I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're going skiing, right? Yeah, and then he's yeah. kind of and like having... Happens yeah. and he runs away without the family, like grabs his phone and runs away from the avalanche and leaves her with the kids to fend for the kids. That is the funny... That's the part where you think there's going to be comic relief. Turns out there's no comic relief. Um, <laughs> she's very upset with him and it it's his whole story. Well, so that's the last thing I saw her in. So I'm a little jaded on her right now. But, yeah. Um, very good. It was very good. Yeah. Um, no, I love, I think she's great. I loved her as a veep. It, or like 
well, she was Veep in Veep, right. whatever. I know. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, I don't, I, it could be very interesting. I don't, I'm lear- just learning this whole new world as it is. So, um, I'm not biased one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can add her to the cast of like Kurt Russell like characters that kind of just show up. Right. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fun. And again, she was supposed to show up in the Black Widow movie. So we'll first. So we'll probably see her again. Um, oh, see, you have all this other information that I don't know. So I didn't know she was supposed to show up. Well, it was just revealed, like, after she premiered in this week's episode that, like, oh, like okay. Marvel had just, like, or, like, someone, like, leaked that originally we were supposed to meet this character in the movie. Um, but because of all the scheduling changes due to COVID, um, now we got her in this project first. So. Okay. It'll be interesting to see. And the interesting part with Black Widow is Black Widow is supposed to take place years and years and years prior to what we're seeing now. Because in present time, Black Widow's dead um, because she dies in Avengers Endgame. But this movie takes place after Civil War when she's kind of on the run from the government again um, for breaking the Sokovia Accords. <laughs> you get like no breaks. It's so nice, though. I, I <laughs> yes, for those of you that are not in the education or the university process, that I'm sure it's fantastic. <laughs> but for those of us that have jumped right on in and probably don't do enough homework, <laughs> um, to, are it's so confusing. It's a lot. Your brain kind of goes on overload. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've had a lot of friends who are like, what? And they just like hop in for a movie and they're along for the ride and whatever. But I know they're nice friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, It's a lot. It is a lot. But it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun. I like figuring out where people are and when and all that fun stuff. But regardless, Black Widow will be a very fun movie. We're going to see Florence Pugh's um, character in it and also Julius Dreyfus. So fun times <laughs> um, <laughs> but moving on from kind of that scene I think yeah. after that you know um, after that just focusing on John Walker for a minute before we get back into the Sam Bucky stuff um, I just love Bucky I knew you were going to say that as soon as I <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know you I love really, Bucky and he was by the end of this movie did you see that smile like when they were j- working and then when he walks away and they're like, oh, but we're just co-workers and he looks at him and he smiles. Like, yeah, he's, he's such a great guy when he's smiling at the kids on the couch because they're playing with the shield and he's like, hey, and they're like, hey. I, like he finally he feels like, oh, my gosh, maybe I found my family again or like my suit, you know, my like a sense of peace or like belonging. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like these are my people. Like yeah. I am not a bad guy, and oh, I just love him. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be his people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanna, I, I wanna come back to that because I, I really, really, there's a lot I really want to say that I liked in this episode. Um, oh, sorry, about the characters. Me. No, 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 don't apologize. Oh, um, get off my bucky. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I really keep hold on to it because I want to come back. I just want to get through uh, jerk off, uh, Paul John Walker for a second. Um. 
he the last parts we see of him are obviously uh he's talking to Lamar's family and again he's going with the uh his version of events where he's like I had to I killed his uh killer which he didn't and now you can know peace because their killer was brought to justice which I wasn't sure how the family was going to feel I found it interesting that they were so at peace with what he I'm did. I'm not sure. Did you pay attention to the sister? Yeah, the sister wasn't. She didn't look like she yeah. was fine. I don't think she was sold on his stuff. No. I like that. I liked that too. I liked that she kind of was like, mm, it's not mm-hmm. all like, you know, <laughs> you're not farting yeah. rainbows and pushing out daisies. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> right. I mean, I, I didn't know if you caught that too, but yeah, that's kind of what I saw. No, I saw that too. So it was like, it was the mom's reaction. She was that like, kind of threw me. Like I would have expected her to be like, you know, like it's not, you won't find peace this way, but it could have also um, been that like she, in her mind, it's after the fact, like what's berating him going to do. But a mom will look for any kind of closure, anything. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just a mom and you'll, you'll grab and grab you'll grab onto anything just to find some sort of peace or solace in it. And so that's kind of where I think she was at, but I'm not sure she's completely sold either. Um, Just my take. I don't know, but she's right now in that very much in that grief stricken state. And that's, so that's where I think she's at at this very moment, but I'm not sure once she kind of calms down, if that's going to be completely where she's at, just, just an observation i could be absolutely wrong oh no i like it i like that take i mean that's uh, that's a take only you would have i'm not a mom so i you know i appreciate that because i wouldn't have thought of that at all yeah i i know she's grab she wants to grab onto anything to get some sort of peace and i think that's where she's at that's just i think that's where she's at right now mentally and because the daughter wasn't completely on board and usually moms aren't far behind but except when they're in a state of massive grief and there's nothing that would be worse than losing your child nothing yeah literally nothing so anyway we'll see we'll see maybe i'm wrong but yeah no hey i like it well well it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes out of that in because they're gonna have a falling out you just know between like u.s agent and the new captain america sam uh in the final episode but yeah it's something's coming something's coming and it'll be him with his janky ass diy shield will be super fun (laughs) don't get me started because i really don't like him (laughs) i really don't like him and if that was his goal congratulations you did it because i don't like him at all you did it you jerk (laughs) um well, now getting back to your preferred topic. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, one of the one of the things that you started to touch on was with this episode was that you liked that like kind of like it feels like Bucky's kind of coming full circle and he's finding this yeah. sort of peace and I don't know like home. And what I really liked about this episode was kind of all of the character moments. Like in a in a penultimate episode, you would maybe expect more like action more like climactic like fighting or like a huge cliffhanger and it wasn't i'm liking the storyline yeah i'm i'm liking that there that's part of why i'm probably more into this is because it feels like there's more of a story it feels like they're like people less so than like yeah yeah. and that's what i that's what i've loved 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so, like, in particular, like, with this episode, it kind of, one of the big moments they start with is the Isaiah Bradley stuff. And he goes yeah. uh, to his house again. And he's like, I just need, I need to understand, like, why, like, what happened to you? Like, what your story is. Um, right. And the episode, this episode was titled Truth, which I think harkens back to the comic uh, Truth, Red, White, and Black. And that was, yeah, that was a comic that ran um a while ago but it was about isaiah bradley and kind of about how exactly how isaiah bradley tells his story in the episode right that he was experimented on along with all these other black men on a super social serum it worked for him it didn't for the others they didn't know why um he had rescued his friends and then when he came back um they had died anyway but they locked him up to try and figure out what happened to the serum and he never saw the love of his life again. And um, we know now that like she had a son and now he has a grandson because we have Elijah Bradley, but it's very, it's very tragic, I think. Um, right. And I think it's an interesting. I was confused and maybe you just touched on this. Sorry, I was getting a phone call and we record this podcast on my phone. So no, I, there was a part of it kind of went out, but so if you touched on this, I apologize. But the one question I do have is I didn't understand at the end of all that. He said, when he said why a black man mm. would want no, no decent self-respecting, self-respecting yeah. black man would take that shield and want it. Yeah. I didn't under, I didn't understand that. Which I know is what this whole thing is premised on. So, yeah, I wanted to ask about that. Yeah, I think, you know, through his story, there, you know, he has a line in the, like, conversation where he's like, oh, they've been tracing that blonde, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed savior BS uh, since he came out of the ice, yes. whatever, Captain America. And I think what he's trying to say is that America isn't any different now from what it was 500 years ago he's like circumstances may look different but at the core it feels like nothing has changed to him he's very jaded and he feels defeated because of how poorly he was treated right yes and i think he's talking about you know like our own prison system is flawed and you know like i think that's something they're trying to relate to i think they're trying to talk it's very layered, but I think the moral of it is that he's so jaded against how is the fight worth it, I guess. Like, he's like, it's not worth fighting as a as black man in America, because he's like, America's not, that's not what they want. And you want to step into the role of this white man who was supposed to be like, this is their idea of perfection. He's like, why would you ever do that? Because America isn't worth it kind of thing and i think that's one of the storylines they're trying to talk through this episode is because like sam's really struggled with that himself he's like well i that's why he didn't accept it in the first place it's why he kind of toted around this idea of like he just struggles so internally with it and even bucky later in the episode is like when steve was talking to me about his decision I don't think either of us could have understood what that means for a black man to take the shield. Right. And, and they're, he's like, how could we? Because they're not black. And um, he's like, I'm sorry for 
for that, for not thinking about that. And Sam just kind of like nods and like acknowledges, like he appreciates the acknowledgement. And, um, but he has this really great line with his sister at the end of that. Yeah. Where the sister's like, you took on this fight. Like there's our fight here. And then there's, um, then there's our fight out there. Yeah. And she's like, you've taken both on. Um, and I think what, what he says is he's like, she kind of challenges him and she's like, are you going to let what Isaiah Bradley, that old man said, define who you are and what you want to do with your life? Like as if that's his experience Mm -hmm. and that's, that's his anger and that's his, you know, he has the right to feel the way that he feels. Absolutely. However, that's not your fight. Your fight could be, even though you're black and he's a black man, your fight could be very different and is different than what his fight is. So don't change how what you're doing in order to get to the other side of good because yeah. of what he said necessarily. Understand it, hear him, but that's not your fight. That's not your exact fight. That's kind of how I took it, what she was saying to him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what he like comes to the realize too. He's like, he says even to Bucky when Bucky's kind of breaking down and he's like struggling with his own grief and, you know, all the people he's killed. And, um, you know, it's really cool because Sam and him have that heart to heart and Sam is a grief counselor. So like, it's cool that that's like his skill set. Like there's only like, if there's one character in this entire universe of, superheroes that should be helping Bucky would be Sam. Right. And it's cool that like they we get to see the more of that. Right. Um and he's like Yeah, I loved I I I loved this episode. Like I felt like this was a really big turning point in of course you know me. I'm always aware of relationships. I like I like happy endings to relationships. So yeah. for me that's what that like seeing them work together and them come together is kind of almost like Steve, what Steve's like, hold on. You two will be brothers. Eventually you two will be good friend, close friends and be like brothers like Bucky and I, and you'll understand why I went to say Bucky. Like that's kind of like bringing everything full circle for me anyway. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's kind of what Sam does for Bucky at the end of the episode. He's like, you have to do the work. He's like, you have to accept what you've done. You have to actually like atone with one person. And Bucky's like, well, yeah, I'm sure there's dozens. And Sam's like, great. He's like, but start with one. Right. And I felt like that was a therapist thing to say. I was like, Ooh, yeah. I was like, all right. Start with one at a time. We try as humans to take on all of this stuff all at once. And we can't, if you go, and I, any, and it is partly a therapy thing. If you you take one small step at a time, you'll eventually get there. But don't take it all on because at once, because you'll be overwhelmed. I kind of say that to um, somebody you're related to, a lot. <laughs> I tell her all the time. You know, one step at a time. It doesn't have to be this great big giant leap. Just take small steps, and you'll get to where you want to be eventually. Yeah totally but it's in our nature to say oh we have to do it all and we have to do it all right now yeah absolutely so yeah i think that's i think that hits the nail on the head like that's what's so great about this episode is they kind of give license to that and that's where sam's like okay like he's like i've accepted my role he's like who would i be if i didn't pick up the fight and he's like and if i didn't try and 
Yeah. I think that's a great noble, like, you know, you have to try to see if it's going to fail. Steve had faith in me. Steve had faith in me and Bucky has faith in me and my sister has faith in me. So I'm, I'm going to, right. Totally. I'm going to try this. If I fail, I fail, but I can't honestly, he, he won't, he can't be any worse than the other guy. (laughs) No, no, he can't. And then it's cool that we get that cool little montage of him training and, um, yeah. working on the shield and stuff because he's not a super soldier he doesn't have any serum he doesn't have any superpowers he's just like a good man um he who can, wants what is his does he have that jetpack Be, because of he does kind of have a little bit of superpower but is it just his wings yeah he just really in the comics well in the comics the comics are different in the comics he does have a superpower but it's like really weird he can communicate with birds <laughs> and like telepathically and like any bird like he can see through their eyes and blah 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 obviously the mcu was like mm, maybe not <laughs> <laughs> but uh in the mcu he doesn't have any superpowers he just has like his wings his jetpack wings um and being like a decent man and, and who do you think's gonna end up with the wings if this all works out so because oh, you touched on this <laughs> i did well there's a couple things so i think a, I think Sam's going to keep the wings. I think he's going to have his own wings still. Okay. Um, I think that's part of his suit. Like, I think the Wakandans gave him, like, a wings upgrade. Uh, because we don't he... know yet about the suit because we don't have it yet. Right. So we haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't, and, like, we have to remember <gasps> that he never. Oh, hi, Finn. Yeah, hi, Finn. Uh, that he never built his wing jetpack originally. <gasps> the gut. Are you mad I haven't paid attention to you? You are mad. Okay. Sorry, guys. Um, we're going to go pay attention to Finn for a little bit. Um, but in in the movies, he never, like, he didn't make his jetpack. It was made for him by the government originally. Then when he lost his co-pilot, who was also had a wingsuit like he did, um, he retired from the military and Steve kind of brought him back into fighting action. And then he became a hero with the Avengers. Yeah. So the military first made his jetpack. And then after that, Tony Stark gave him an upgraded jetpack with the drone Red Wing. So when when John Walker kind of tears that thing to shreds, he is kind of like, "Mm, I can't really do anything more with that wingsuit. But, you know, whatever. And so I think the Wakandans gave him a new one. But I do think that Joaquin, um, who we see in this episode for a little bit, um, and who eventually takes Falcon's old wings, is going to fix him up and he's going to become the new Falcon. Um, because in the comics, he, do- he becomes the new Falcon. Um, he becomes really the new Falcon in a very weird way in the comics because he gets... Uh, <laughs> he gets genetically experimented on with Sam's bird, like bird bird in the comics. And okay. he ends up becoming like part bird himself and has like actual wings and can also uh, telepathically communicate. That's in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they don't do that. Yeah. They won't do that. I don't want so... them my like reality. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we're, we're probably not going to see anything like on that level of like mutated stuff until we get, uh, the X-Men eventually um, okay. 
in you. <laughs> but that's not for a while. That's not for a while, Mom. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Um, well, don't worry. After this show, we only have eight more projects this year. But that's okay. <laughs> oh, oh, but only three, four more shows, I think. The rest are movies. I need to get paid for this. <laughs> well, we need more listeners, so start pushing out to your audience. <laughs> I have no audience. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so I think he's going to become the new Falcon while Sam becomes the new Captain America, and it'll be super cool, and there'll be a cool little duo, and yeah. But uh, So that's kind of what I think is going to end up happening with that. I'm really mad we didn't get to see the new Captain America suit but that's okay they have to keep me around for one more episode I guess so whatever <laughs> but they gave us a sneak peek to trash can to trash can John, John, John Walker Walker's. John Walker's trash can lid that he's gonna yeah. roll up on the scene <laughs> Oscar. oh gosh actually I think I'll like Oscar the Grouch better <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mom's preferred superhero, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> um, and I have lots of expertise on how to deal with grouchy people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. So I think I think that's what we're gonna see. Um, Bucky. I don't know where he ran off to. I obviously. I think I, Bucky's gonna go at least. Maybe he starts with that the Asian guy. Yeah. Trying to make like like being honest with him like instead of just trying to be there being like hey this is what happened I I you know coming clean one by one maybe maybe that's where he went off what he went off to do yeah no I think I totally agree I think that's kind of what he set off to do and kind of figure himself out um I'm interested to see how he's gonna like is Sam gonna call him on the way he's gonna be like meet me in DC or not DC in New York, because um, they went their separate ways. But I, uh, I think he needed. He was kind of telling him, "You need to train. <laughs> Get you know, up, buddy. You're gonna need a lot. You're gonna need to do this." And so I think that's kind of. And he went to go do his thing, and then it's gonna be a little, you know, obviously something's half stewing. So now he's gonna be like, he is. I I think he's gonna call him and be like, "Hey, we got something. I need you." Meet, meet New York. Yeah, I I agree. I think, yeah, I think, I think he's going to show up regardless. I'm just, I don't know. The minutia of how he gets there is bothers me, but that's because I just don't know. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I want to know, like, it just seems weird that like, we know they're going to come back together and why have him run off at this stage? Like, does he have to run off? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, he has he to go. Needed to train, and he told him the only. And Sam said the only way you're going to be able to really cure, you know, be able to move forward is to hand tackle these people. You know, these people that you're basically needing forgiveness from one by one. Okay. All right. So I think Sam was telling him, that's your job. You need to go do that. I need to train. And then um, Bucky says, when you need me, you know how to find me or you know, you know how to call me. So I think while Sam was training Bucky, and maybe they'll go back to this a little bit, they'll do a quick shot, but Bucky was trying to find 
closure or trying to make amends with the people he felt he needed to make amends with. All right. I like it. That's my guess because Bucky's like, I can't help you train. You know, I, you don't need me here now to train. You need to focus on training. You know what to do. Do it. I need to go. I'll go take care of this. Call me when we're needed. Hey, I like it. Let's That's just put, being efficient. put that in the books. That's just That's being just... efficient. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call multitasking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, mom. Well, sorry. Well, that is mom 101. (laughs) That's literally what moms do. (laughs) Sorry. It's the only way we make shit happen. (laughs) Sorry, people. Moms, we make shit happen. (laughs) From Jenny Baldner. (laughs) Am Uh, I wrong? No. (laughs) I don't disagree. Um, I like it. Well, that's my take. That's what I think's going on. Well, oh, hi, Finn. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, now we're kind of ended with we know where it's going to go go down. We've oh, I want to talk about this. Um, the flag smashers. So we know Carly's like gearing up. She's like finally oh, done. Yeah. She's had enough. Carly's like we're going to New York. We're going to fight. Whatever. And then the GRC conveniently is having their final like, should we? push out all the refugees like super aggressively because like we're just tired of this shit and the half of the council's like um excuse me these are people and we don't have the means to take care of them and the one guy's like oh we've got the military in place why don't we just hit that button and (laughs) um carly's like gonna show up on the scene and be like scene hi buddy your voice will be heard on this podcast i promise um Finn says enough's enough but uh they i like that they're i they're gonna meet up obviously they're gonna fight but one of the interesting twists in this episode was we did see sharon a little bit i think she's the power broker sorry guys you're gonna hear a little squeaking in this episode um finn just just having a day but uh um i you think she sharon's the power broker i think she's the power broker and i think because she calls batrock or that's his name but the french guy from the first episode um she calls him and she's like hey like i can get you a better rate if you do this thing for me and he's like i guess and she sends him to help out the flag smashers and so like how would she know a where the flag smashers are B, how to get in contact with Batrock and know that they would both like benefit each other. Right. And then like how would she have like all the numbers? Like it just it connects a lot of the dots and it kind of makes her character more interesting because in the comics her character is, I mean she's more than this but to sum up she's Steve's like love interest like in the comics. Like she's a badass agent but like her major thing is that she's Steve's love interest but since she doesn't have that in the movies how do you make her more interesting yeah make her a villain and make her like or an anti-hero and um have her run one of the largest uh gang cities in the world like that's pretty cool yeah i guess i don't really like it but i mean you're probably not wrong but i don't like it you would like her to be like a badass superhero woman yeah kind of like runs up on the team yeah i know (laughs) Well, whatever. 
whatever. <laughs> I can't it's have it all. Freaking Sharon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think... mean, you picked up on that. I didn't even pick up on any of that stuff. So no, I know you were just like, oh, Sharon's back. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, Sharon's back. <laughs> like <laughs> this is not for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am excited that now we have our final. We have our final scene. We know they're gonna fight in New York. Um. And it's it's gonna be a party. I'm I'm interested to see how everything falls out and like what it leads into, like what other projects it kind of like leads into for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you could do without the like knowing what future movies are gonna be come out of this, but <laughs> it does give me a little bit of anxiety. But you know, <laughs> I'll be there. I mean, <laughs> after this show, mom will have a little bit of a break, so don't worry. But okay. my brain will need it. You'll need it. You can watch some of the other movies if you want or something. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. It was a good episode. I'm excited to see Bucky. I know you're, you're going to be excited to see your man. I think he's going to be my all time favorite superhero. Yeah. Wow. I really think that. Are you going to have to go back and do like Captain America rewatch just to like see all his stuff? No. You're like, no, <laughs> no. I'm not quite you, but no. I do think he's going to be my favorite. I do think he he's going to end up being my favorite character. Your guy. Of all of the Marvel characters. That's my guess. Aw. Well, I hope he stays that way for you. I really do. I, I do too. If you know something, don't tell me. <laughs> if you know something, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know anything, so I will I I will keep my mouth shut, but that's just because I don't have anything. <laughs> I want him to remain my favorite. He I think he's he got the horrible shaft and got mistreated and everything else and I just want him to have a good life from here on out. Yeah. So to spin. I want him to be able to redeem himself so he can let go of all of the inner demons that somebody else gave him. Yeah. I, that's, and you know who did that? Yeah. Was Hydra. Zoom. Hydra's the one who brainwashed Bucky. I thought it was Zoom. What's that guy? Zemo? Zoom? No. Oh, Zoom. <laughs> I don't know who the hell was named. Uh, Zemo. No, Zemo just took advantage of the Hydra programming in order to control him to get him to do what he wanted. But Zemo wasn't Hydra. So that's, oh yeah, I don't like her. I'm not gonna like her if that's if that's what she's becoming. Sharon? Or the or no. Julia Louise Dreyfus? Yes. Yeah. I'm not gonna like her. <laughs> so sorry. I guess I left out a very important bit right there. <laughs> yeah. is the one that's responsible for creating uh, Bucky's programming. So, I, uh, I thought it was that other dude. That's why I was okay hating him. I'm sorry. Yeah, now I'm not happy. <laughs> well, oh, well, life goes on. Life goes on. But could that mean you're guaranteed to see more Bucky in the future? Who knows. <laughs> uh. Finn, you've made your point. You've made your point. He's like, you're not going to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mom, thank you for hopping back on the phone to finish this up. I apologize. It took me so long to get back. But you know what? 
I was being kind. Oh, don't <laughs> don't apologize. It's totally fine. We do this for fun and for the fans. So yes. it's the fans being like the eight people that like listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um but yeah, it's it was a fun episode. I'm glad you liked it and I'm I hope we get the most Bucky we've ever seen in any of the episodes in this episode. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I hope he rides off into the sunset with whoever. Me. Me. <laughs> oh, well, unless you know something I don't, I don't expect to see you in this next episode. <laughs> no, I'm not. Mm, bummer. Just a dream. Bummer. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share with your friends. Um, follow us on Mom Cinematic U on all social platforms, except TikTok, Reddit. So, like, not all, but, you know, look for us and find <laughs> us where you can. But, um, thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you liked this episode. Let us know what you thought. And if you have any questions uh, about the show or Project Moving Forward, feel free to let us know. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, have a great weekend, everyone. Have a good weekend. Bye. Love you, honey. Love you, mom. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>